This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Nearman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I tell you what, Scott, this business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world. And that is why we started this podcast called NP Local. All right, all right, all right. Local listeners, welcome to MP Local Podcast, where I'm Jason Cass. And I'm Scott Nearman. And we are here for you. Um, today, we're going to local listeners. We're going to switch it up a little bit. A lot of times, it seems like I'm always asking uh, Scott things, and I'm more of the commentary because, let's be honest, I do insurance. He lives in this world of nonprofit, but together, we're really good because we write nonprofit insurance at the Insurance Alliance. So today, we're going to have a conversation about insurance, but I'm going to kind of put it into Scott's hands more um, and have him allowed to ask me some questions. Now, here's the thing. It will be a lot more exciting than all the stuff Scott talks about. Okay, so this will be a lot more exciting. Because <laughs> insurance is exciting. It's riveting. But I'll make it exciting. I'll That's make right. it exciting. Anyway, anyways, man, no, I'm just joking. But then again, I'm not. Scott, buddy, uh, we've talked about doing this for a while. I don't even know how many podcasts we have. This has got to be like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, somewhere up there. And we want to continue to make them for you. Before we get on, one thing I didn't say on the last one, it is 3-8, March 8th of 2021. But Scott, one of the reasons we had to take a break um, for about three to four weeks, Scott and his family came down with the vid with COVID. And so Scott, I just wanted to say, because he didn't last time, we're glad you're back and we're glad you're healthy, bro. Thank you. Yes. Uh, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Right. But <laughs> at point, some point in time, you didn't know if you were ever going to be strong, right? Because you might die. Anyways, I mean, it's not funny, but it's the truth. Right. You, were really, you were really, really hurting. And so That's I'm right. glad that you and the wife and kids are okay. Now, uh, Scott, taking it back to MP Local, uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, buddy, and uh, you kind of start this uh, crazy sure. ride. Sure. So I don't think this will take too long. You know, our last episode, we talked about the core policies that a nonprofit needs. And so I thought another uh, board decision, executive decision that needs to be made from time to time is what kinds of insurance is appropriate. And I think there's a few things that a newer person to the sector may not be aware of. I've certainly learned a lot from you when you approached me about, uh, you know, your nonprofit line of business and wanting to grow that a few years Mm -hmm. ago. And so I want to be sure that, um, that those folks out there like me in the trenches understand enough about insurance that they are not uh, lost when they're we're looking at a quote or when they're talking to their agent. And how do they know that they have a good agent? And maybe we That's start right. with that one. Um, Jason, when, when, when an executive is, is looking for an agent, maybe there's not one on their board or there's not one in their church congregation or whoever, uh, whatever mm-hmm. organization we're talking about, uh, what are some traits um, that they should, some things they should think of? Well, uh, that's good. So I like, as you guys know, uh, as local listeners, I get right to the point. Sometimes I don't pull punches when, as my business partner says, I should. Um, What's the most important thing to look at? Somebody who knows your business. Um, We're past the point in time in insurance where um, we pick up the phone or most agents pick up the phone and say, hey, I can help you with all your insurance needs. 
Usually it's we can help you with your auto and home, but somebody else does the life and health and somebody does the investments. Even inside the organization, as far as industries, we do wholesalers. So that could be meat packing people. Um, uh, that could be, um, I've drawn a blank, fruit wholesalers, anybody that serves to a restaurant, any kind of wholesale material. We help with that. We help with it for a reason. And we also help nonprofits. That is something that we've went after. And to be honest with you, Scott, I fell into that. I fell into nonprofits because I ran into a couple executive directors of some of the large organizations who needed mm -hmm. some help back in 06, 07. I've only been in the business for 19 years. I started in 03, 04, but I kind of fell into these two situations. And, mm -hmm. you know, I won't go into it too long, Scott, but my reasoning was is that the state was having financial issues that social services were being cut back on in 06, 07 as the, right. as the crunch started coming. And I thought to myself, if I could go to these, I was new and, and, and please hear, hear me out, executive directors right now, or anybody who's in charge of this, CFOs, whoever's in, in charge of this and send this to them. We have this misconception about how we quote, and we have a misconception as to the way we should quote, but also sometimes it's our own fault because we get um, comfortable with the agent we have. In today's world, for nonprofits and most of you in the state of Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, Kentucky, Wisconsin, we write in those states, um, a lot of you guys, there's not a lot of markets out there. And a lot of you get stuck with an insurance agent who's got you placed somewhere that you shouldn't be. On average, and we try, but on average, we're saving 25, 30, 35%. And that's not because we're awesome. It has to do that we're taking a company that is not in a certain situation where they where they should be with an insurance carrier and we're moving them to a carrier that specializes in that to where you get your nonprofit you get your dn i'm sorry your dno you get your general liability all those lines which we can discuss right. you get all those lines but with one carrier which makes it easy at claims time. If any of you guys have had any claim nightmares, usually sometimes it's dealing with multiple um, adjusters on the same claim. Which one do I have get, for this coverage? Which one do I have for that? Issue? And you also get you also get risk control specific to your business. So when we were talking about those six documents on one of the prior podcasts, Scott, that's that's some of the stuff that the they policies. help you create. Yes, they yeah. help you create some of that stuff. So, so you want so to find I, an agent. You want to find an agent who's invested right. in your organization or your line of business or social nonprofits. And there's a reason why when you call a lot of agents and say, "Hey, I work for a nonprofit," they say, "Sorry, I can't help you." Those are the good agents who realize that they're not the best bet for you. Well, so, so I hear you saying specialization, not just in the agent that knows your line of business, but also potentially in the company that they're going to steer you to that also mm -hmm. knows your line of That's business. Exactly is that right. correct? That's exactly right. That That is one of the most important parts. Um, Do you want to share some of those companies that, that you work with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we work with Hartford. Um, we work with West Bend. We work with Philadelphia. We work with Lexington. Um, and here's the deal. A lot of those probably none of you have ever heard of. Right, That's because right. you shouldn't be with State Farm. You shouldn't be with Allstate. You shouldn't be with these. And, and I'm not saying because they're bad companies. They they don't write nonprofits. And the only reason why they're usually writing a nonprofit is because their agent's a really good agent and they're doing it as a favor. 
they're doing it as a favor to him or her. They're not doing it as a favor to you. Um, mm, so that's okay. the kind of stuff that we see. Um, so let's talk about the certain types of policies you, you would Yeah, need. so we mentioned yeah. the uh, DNO, directors and officers, in the last episode. Would you define that for the folks that are new to this? Correct, I will. So first of all, let's talk about liability. Very simple. Okay. You're responsible for doing bodily injury or property damage to someone or something as an organization. Someone slips and falls. Boom, they hurt themselves. Bodily injury, liability, right? Um, somebody uh, or you guys are responsible for some kind of destruction, whether it's one of your employees breaks something of somebody else's um, in auto liability. Here's what I like to simplify it. When you're in your vehicle driving, that's auto liability. As soon as you turn off your vehicle and step out of it for your bit for your business or your personal, that's now where you're on your general liability. Okay. And same thing on your homeowners, that would be your personal liability. So those are the two types of liability. Now, in most of those, you have to be neglectful for. That means you must have done something wrong or you were neglectful, basically the word. With directors and officers, that's a liability that covers the board and or any officers or directors of the organization, not for bodily injury or property damage, but for making wrongful acts, meaning they were using the or they weren't thinking or they made a decision. The decisions they made, right? That adversely affected the organization. And very rarely, Scott, do I run into it where the executive director is like, I knew I was doing that wrong. I just kept doing it. No, it's usually, holy moly, we didn't realize when we made this, buy, put this in our bylaws or this, this now is to come back to affect us. We have a budget of three and a half million or we have a budget of 500,000 and this is going to take away 25 to 30% of our revenue. We have to cut, you know, we have to cut things. And then also right. a nonprofit also does cover you when you make wrongful acts and you shouldn't have. We saw that during the recession. A lot of boards made decisions to make investments that they knew they shouldn't be making that then ended up sinking their nonprofit. And to the donors, that's not fair. They've gotcha. donated money for years and years to this organization. The board makes a bad decision and their money's gone. Somebody has to be recouped for that. And so we that's our number one question we get is we need directors and officers, not for our right. clients. Right. That's how prospects follow, find us. Hey, right. I was told by the executive director, because a lot of them have their own associations, the executive directors do, and uh, we really try to hit and get in there and help them with that. So you have liability so, insurance, and then you have directors and officers liability insurance. Okay? And I think most people know about those two in a broad sense of the word, right? Directors and officers, I think most nonprofit folks, they know their board's got to have this insurance and mm -hmm. some wise individuals won't volunteer for your board if you don't have DNO. Absolutely. And a lot of them, let's stop right here, think that their homeowner's insurance or their personal umbrella cover it. Every one of your board members thinks that. And every one of your board members is absolutely wrong. Serving on a board of this type, a professional board. Now, let's say that you're serving on the local PTO. That's a different situation, okay? We're not handling uh, lots of funds and a lot of things. That's completely different than what we're talking about here. And so uh, right. that, that's where you get that. Then you have your business. You have your business auto, right? Real simple. Right. Real simple. Right. You have your property. Real simple, but right. those are you two usually the most biggest costs. And then you have your workers comp, okay? And then you have what we call our umbrella, 
And if you are in the state of Illinois, in many states, for your business auto, you have to have filings. You have to have filings because you're hauling people for hire. So we've got different things there. But here's where I want to echo here for a second. And I'd like to park here and just discuss this. Workers' comp is why we do what we do. So remember I told you we did wholesalers. The reason why we know why we did it is we started getting so good at nonprofits and the workers comp, because that is your largest cost, especially in the state of Illinois. I don't know where you're listening to across America, but that's usually your largest cost. So when we started to figure out how to help organizations lower their workers comp significantly, we looked at other industries and said, who else has high work comp issues? People in wholesale, they have warehouses, they're pulling things out of the trucks. Mm -hmm. We thought to ourselves, so that's the only yeah. reason we went there, see, it was because we had mastered nonprofit work comp and their whole coverage is there. And when you'd call us, there's only four companies in the whole state of Illinois that write nonprofit. We have all four of them. So so that yeah. that that's why when we call, that's the phone calls we get. We don't get phone calls of someone saying, hey, I yeah. need a local body shop. That's what we get, and we get them off referrals. So matter of fact, the first right. question we ask you is, is who referred you to us? Because we know that you're coming into us by referral. So yeah, very, very important. So so just let me back up a minute. Um, because DNO is so incredibly important, I just want to reiterate for the group uh, that unlike your personal homeowners personal umbrella policy this is not the board member's job to purchase this this That's is right. the organization's expense that's right it's a regular annual administrative overhead expense and i think that's also important that there's not a um some naivete there that that, that we think that somehow the board is supposed to figure this out right uh, this is for the organization to purchase yes and and another thing and i'm hopping all over the place but i want i'm i'm thinking of situations and scenarios where i've seen huge claims for nonprofits um we had an executive director up in northern illinois who was on the way to the bank goes to the bank makes the deposits comes back leaves the the bank bag in the floorboard of the car in his car gets back in the car drives home 3 or 4 hours later runs a red light, severely in injures somebody, does not kill them, but severely injures them. When the, when the uh, auto adjuster comes and the police come, they make a note that there's a bank bag laying on the floorboard of the passenger side. The personal auto policy carrier, who I believe, I can't remember, is one of the big names, doesn't really matter, they didn't make a mistake, they denied the claim. Because he was using his vehicle in a personal manner. Here's the key. Right. He was legitimately going home. Because he had the bank bag, he could even prove that the bank bag that he made the deposit three or four hours ago. Was empty. <laughs> they, they still denied the claim because he yeah. had been using it at that time and it could have, and it could have occurred there. So this right. is the issues that we run into. What's that called? That's called non-owned liability. And a lot of you don't have it because the carrier you have doesn't offer it because they don't understand your type of business. Or number two, a lot of you are doing meals on wheels of some type out there. And that carrier specifically will not put it on there. So how do we do that? This so is let a me major, ask major exposure. So let me ask Jason that that means uh, when you're if you're bitten with a larger employer like I have been in, in recent years they give you something to stick in your glove box so that must be their non-owned auto liability so that you have a special number to call if you were using your personal vehicle for work that's exactly so it's, right. again something the organization provides right that's exactly and so you've right. got to yeah got to 
got to clarify, are you on business or personal? But even then. You could have board members. A board yeah, member is yeah. traveling to a certain uh, thing on behalf of the organization in their own personal vehicle. One of the things okay. my mentor told yeah. me a long time ago is he said, Jason, and I tell this to my clients, don't make insurance more complicated than it is. What the coverage is, is right in the name. What's non-owned liability? That's liability, bodily injury, property damage that you would do with a non-owned vehicle. Now, I think you may say, well, I own my vehicle. We're insuring the organization here, not you. Right. Okay? Now, right. you will be an insured, but, but the policy is written in their name there. So those are little right. bitty key things. And then last thing I want yeah. to talk about real quick. This is the most important. Jason, you said the other one was important because I'm giving you where the large claims are that are causing you 30 to 50% too much in your premiums. Claims on workers' comp. If there's anything that you can do, send this part right now at around the 16 to 17 minute mark, send this to them. I'm going to say this quick because we want to make sure we stay on your 20 minutes. When you have a claim for, for workers' comp, there's only two ways that that employee gets paid, either by a medical payment, which for their injuries, or an indemnity, which is them being compensated because they missed work or anything else of like, hey, because you now can't use your arm correctly, yeah. we're going to give you $50,000 over it. That's called an indemnity. Now, here's the exciting part for everybody out there. If you keep your claims to, lie, to, to medical only, they discount the claim 70%. And then and that goes against you to create how, credit, how much credit you can get on your workers' comp. Real quick scenario. You have a $10,000 claim that happens and one of your employees is injured. And it's all $10,000 in medical. They don't lose any work or anything. You turn that claim in, medical only. The company only charges you $3,000 towards your, what we call our modification factor, which makes our insurance go up or down. If you had that same claim and $9,999 of it was medical and $1 was an indemnity, they now take all that $10,000 and apply it towards the claim. Yeah, it's that severe. And most people don't know this. And so that is one of the things we go in and help instruct this, put policies in place that we've done for hundreds of other organizations. We don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Yeah. And that's the yeah. kind of stuff we do. So so we went quick, but these are just a couple things that if you could just pull away two or three of these things, you're going to cover 70 to 80% of your potential large losses. Real quick, talk about cyber. This is a really big deal, Ooh, especially when we talk about confidentiality, protecting donor data. You know, you five years ago, five years ago, we didn't even offer this to clients because it was a joke. Now it is something, and I apologize, I left it off after the umbrella and DNO. We should no have talked about it. Cyber liability. There's so many different ways. Hey, check this out. Five years ago, when someone would freeze your computer and say, "Hey, we're giving you, we're taking all your information," the average claim or ransom was sixty thousand dollars. Today, the average ransom is $375,000. And here's the deal. That's just to get the ransom back. Then you have to have pay people to come in. This is easily a half million to a million dollar thing. And it doesn't matter what size organization you are. If you have three that's right. donors, that's two, Jason. If you have three donors that, that are in there and they've, you've got their information, that stuff that, well, that you were talking about last time of the documentation that you could have on. That's right. The record that's retention right. and destruction. What's your policy there? Because that's going to be huge whenever that cyber liability claim comes about. Did right. you follow what you were supposed to? And truthfully, it is kind of expensive. You're going to look at two to $3,000 for a million dollars. 
but the hot, but it's the number one area you're going to get a claim. There's a there's yeah. a there's a two point seven. Uh, a one out of 2.7 chance that you're going to have a cyber claim. There's only a one out of six chance that you'd have somebody get hurt in workers' comp, and that's your biggest one. There's a 230, 230 to one chance that your building's going to burn down, but 2.7 to one that you'll have a cyber attack. Good question. Wow. Good question. Wow. So, folks, you can see uh, the expertise here. I'd encourage you to visit uh, Jason's website, nonprofitinsured.com. That's right. Um, has some articles out there. Has that's yours podcasts. too, Scott. That's yours too. All right. That's right. But but just, just you know, we're not trying to sell you here. But if you are in Illinois, if you are in the Midwest region, uh, might be worth checking out. I think the most important thing we've learned, though, especially for the newbies out there, is, is folks, if your agent doesn't know and understand and love your nonprofit, you might not be with the right person. Let's be sure you ask some wise questions. Listen to this podcast two or three times because I know there's a bit of technical information in it. But I think uh, you've got your experts here. Uh, Jason, where can they email you? Uh, with questions jason at the letter t the word insurance the letter a dot com jason at t insurance a dot com and the agent you have probably truthfully the agent you have probably doesn't realize because they don't do nonprofits. Sure. That there's better stuff out there. You wouldn't believe how many right. times I've had agents call me and say, man, I hate to lose a client, but my gosh, they were paying 180000 with me and they're at one twenty-five for you. I got to do what's best to them. I donate to them, right? And so we right. get those phone calls all the time. Thanks for the question, sure. though, Scott. All right. Well, we reversed roles. I hope you all have enjoyed it. I'm Scott Nierman. And I'm Jason Katz. And we're out. We're out, man. <laughs> <laughs>